Welcome back to another edition of the Hooper's Almanac. On today's episode, Mitch and I are going to be sharing our all-star game picks. We're going to be going back and forth in a a draft-like format. It's what you see the guys on TNT do every year uh, now for the past three or four years. Um, And it's going to get pretty feisty. It's going to be a back and forth draft. Um, looking forward to that. And Mitch is also going to try me to try to buy me into some of his big trades that he's expecting coming up for some of the key teams, both in, both in the West and the East. Uh, so lots going on in today's podcast. Before we get going, let's bring in our friends from Green Top. We are back with another edition of the Hoopers Almanac. It is Martin Luther King Day, a big day in our country, Mitch, and a big day in the NBA. Lots of uh, games on this afternoon. I knew we were at work and didn't have the pleasure of watching some of them. I actually wimped out and didn't end up watching any as well. But I know Evan Sell watched quite a bit of NBA. Fans around the world watched a lot of NBA. So it was cool to have some games on like midday for once during the work week. Um, so Awesome holiday, of course, and awesome to have some NBA on. Um, how are you doing, man? I I know you're struggling after a long day of work on a day you shouldn't be working, but other than that, um, how are you doing? Abstract, get progressive. Come on now. Um, right. No, it was it, – it, I honestly – I got to watch the Celtics game. I had it up on my phone. It was it was nice because Tatum threw up 51 today against the Hornets. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the Hornets, but still, he threw it's up the 51. Hornets, yes. But st- And I, I, I was the guy last year who was saying – Kyrie, stop freaking out whenever you have 50 against the Magic. But, right. you know, here we are. They were without Jalen Brown. I don't care. Um, my point is that uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I had a relaxing weekend where I did a lot of nothing but watch movies, um, which is another thing we have to talk about at the end of this whole thing. Mm. But uh, I'm doing well. Like you said, a day full of basketball. Um, but, yeah, it's been good, man. That's awesome to hear. Um, I know the NFL – uh, has been taking over everybody's attention for the past weekend and right. it was a great slate of games and i was thinking watching the saturday night game between the chargers and the jags which is one of the most crazy comeback slash choke jobs i've ever seen in any sport um we've seen a few but at, at those stakes in the playoff game elimination yep. game pretty crazy and i was thinking through it i was like trying to think through a parallel to the nba and there have been so many instances of things going wrong for the chargers and high pressure scenarios. And it got me thinking, do you believe that cursed teams are real? Like cursed sports franchises? Yes. And if that's the case, then what would be the NBA team equivalent to that? The Phoenix suns, the Phoenix suns Hmm. are the Los Angeles chargers. Um, So my, I start with this. They lose the 73, 74 NBA finals against the Celtics. I think it was that finals. Uh, in a series where Paul Westfall just dominated the Celtics, but Celtics also had John Havlicek and Dave Cowens, and that there was like game five, game four that went to three overtimes, stupidest game of all time, and it was <laughs> ridiculous. Um, they also they have a bunch of years of mediocrity, just and then like they get to the, go to the early nineties, they play the Bulls in the finals in ninety two, ninety three, and you're facing Michael at the last year of whenever before his first retirement, and you're you have the MVP in Barkley. And then he can't fulfill this promise of like, I can finally be the team that beats Michael. And then a bunch of years of nothing, all those Steve Nash years. And then you get, well, so then we have the early 2000s 
where you have Stefan Mulberry and Penny Hardaway, who's also just like old and decrepit at that point and just injured. And then you get the Jason Kidd years. And then you get Steve Nash, where nothing happens. They fail to make it to a finals with Steve Nash. And there's some there's some sliding door moments there too. Uh, the Robert Ory uh, pushing Steve Nash over the uh, over the scores table moment, where he comes mm-hmm. up with a bloody nose. Um, it's there's there's some sliding door moments in Phoenix Suns history that are very similar to the Clippers. And then of course we had the most recent one, the 2020 NBA Finals, up to uh, what was it up to one against the uh, or up to zero against the Bucks. Two zero. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't. Then they couldn't close it out. I mean, that is kind of my equivalent right now. And then the sun, and then last year, and then last year you go to game seven right. against the Mavs and you just get curb stomped and it's not even close in game seven. So I, I and right I like now they're pick. struggling through injuries. So, I mean, what, what would your equivalent be? I mean, my first thought went to the Kings, I think for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks about just, I mean, possibly the most rigged series of all time and Kings Lakers Good point. and <laughs> what was that? Oh, one or Oh, two. Uh, oh, that was Oh, two, I believe. Oh, two. Yep. Um, and then obviously the, the long playoff drought, which it looks like they might break on this year. Knock on wood. The yeah, other come on. We can't do that. <laughs> right. The other franchise I thought about was the Utah jazz. Only two finals appearances, both went up against Mike, two of the best individual players of all time, statistically hall of famers. Um, it never ended up getting anything out of that run. And even more recently, um, having the number one seed two different years, I believe, really, really good teams for that five year stretch with Gobert and Mitchell. I think we were all always skeptical about their potential, but nothing came, uh, you know, to bear there. They also had really good teams like back when we were in junior high and elementary school with Deron Williams, Boozer, like some Al fun Jefferson. teams. Yep. Um, and I passed like pre Malone Stockton. I don't have much memory or any knowledge there. Um, so I wouldn't be able to talk about their curse there, but <laughs> Mark Eaton was the only guy that you would probably right. know the se- seven foot two center who swatted everything. But outside of that, there's not a lot. I mean, Mark Eaton was the start of the jazz. So you're good. <laughs> right. So, I mean, a short franchise, but at least one that has definitely had some bad luck when it comes to, to late situations. But, um, the Kings probably are the stronger pick alongside the suns yeah so i want to correct myself it was the 76 finals i was wrong about that and then i was trying to remind myself have the kings won an nba finals and yes in 1951 apparently correct and that's that's right so they it wasn't with oscar so it was before oscar because that's the other thing that that king that king's team with oscar was ridiculous and they couldn't mm-hmm. do anything i think they had archer tiny archibald too um, i mean Chris and Weber. then they trade. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Then there's like the, of course, the early 2000s with Weber, Soyakovich, Bibby, Divac. I mean, and Christie. I mean, a stacked team. When you have Hito Turgulu coming off your bench, wild. Um, and also but, when it comes to like the draft, like that's a curse unto themselves at the front office. Oh, yeah. But like how many Marvin times has been like one pick away or two picks away from an absolute stud? Uh, like crazy stuff. And that's kind of akin to the Chargers injury luck too. True. In recent years. So um yeah tough tough franchises there out west in the <laughs> in the jazz the suns i'm glad that it's not uh, you know it uh, bleeds over to the east too i guess you could maybe say the sixers to some extent sixers um, at least have won a few right but uh, um I'm trying it was to a think. fun question the to think about. yeah the i was i was thinking the knicks but 
Um, I think the Knicks and the Bears are very similar. They ride on like these one or two championships that they've won, yeah. and there were these hard fought, grindy series. And I feel like that's what I can kind of compare those to. We should do that sometime. Compare, like, yeah. find the comparisons between NBA and NFL teams. We'll also do that sometime. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they've got, as you said, quite a few appearances, but also ran into Michael Jordan for more than oh, in the 90s. Yes. You're right. You are absolutely right. Um, so pretty tough for anybody out east. The Pacers, you could probably throw in there. Um, so there are a few teams, but pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, the 27 <laughs> up choke job. I mean, again, like to think of an equivalent of basketball, uh, 30 point lead with like 10 minutes left, something like that. Like maybe even a few minutes less than that. Maybe if you're like right. talking seven, eight minutes, I mean, that's eh, 10 minutes sounds about right. You know, and I take it back. But yeah, look, look. So alas, um, as the NFL playoffs are going on the NBA all-star game, is coming up here mitch um they've released two rounds of fan voting i've talked about this in our fantasy basketball group chat can we just get rid of fan voting or at least if we're not gonna get rid of it have some sort of entry level exam for nba fan qualifications for you to be able to vote why the hell is derrick rose ninth in guard voting for the eastern conference austin reeves russell westbrook i mean we could go on and on and on about how many people should not be on this list um Nick Claxton's comes, on there for the Nets too. Right. And I actually do value Claxton more than the other guys I just mentioned for right. what he's done, but like again, doesn't probably deserve to be an all-star. So no. um pretty crazy stuff here. I don't know what your take is on that. Like it would have to be very, very carefully um executed that exam. But I think there's something's gotta change with this all-star game voting. Gotta get a 16 out of 20. Um yeah. And I think part of it has to be can you name the last five NBA final winners. I like that. I, I think I like that, that has to be like at least up, three, at least three, three of the last five or like, yeah, that's, that's a good question because people can tell you that the Celtics and Lakers have won their tie for the most championships. Probably if you're like a casual yeah, that's NBA a fan. question, yeah. right? So you gotta, you gotta at least go something recent. So that way you can, can stick with like recent memory and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like that, but yeah, you're right. There should be some sort of quiz because, Fan voting sucks. Now it's nice that it doesn't count for the full effect of it all. His coaching and player, the players' vote uh, counts for a lot of it too. So I mean, yep, I still remember there was I still remember there was a year where Taco Fall was like uh putting like in like in the top like three for like the front court, and I was like, or yeah, the front court. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was the same year Caruso was like up in the voting for like the back court for the West. So when he was on the Lakers, so. Yeah, it's just a meme. Like it's it's like the people who write in ridiculous. It's like disrespectful. It's slightly disrespectful. It too. is. Um, but, but alas, we will not be hitting those well. same notes of lack of knowledge and and meme season. So hopefully, we're gonna you know bring a little bit of education to your ears when it comes to who should be starting and playing on these all star teams. Um, I do like Mitch how they changed the format in recent years too. Just before we do get going, yeah. I, I I like the way they do it with the draft process. I think it makes for good content, especially on TNT. If we're like on NBC, yeah, if we were on ESPN, I'm like, holy fuck. I, I don't know if those people could execute it. So I also think the network does a really good job. Oh, yeah. With that crew. Um, I mean, the whole uh, clip last year of KD and Harden's injury being yeah. talked about live on television was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of like you're on 2K and putting together like a blacktop team. It's 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 just really fun. So um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, but also the blending of the conferences is fun too because you just don't get to see those guys play on the same court a whole lot either. 
that's probably the thing. And the reason why they did that was because the Western Conference was so overpowering, like those, like in the mid 2010s, whenever yep. KD got traded over there. And I think, I think the NBA is back to being like semi balanced enough where you could go back to like East and West, which that's what I miss. I miss the East and West portion of it. Um, but I do like the drafting style of it. So, like, I have to, like, you know, get over myself for like three seconds and then remind myself, oh, wait, the draft is fun. We like that. So, I don't know. Um, but I also like that they've just like made it like one cohesive thing instead of like having center and forwards. It's got to be, it's the whole front court. So I think I like that too. Um, what's also nice is that yep. we have like two, uh, a center on each side that is like for e- for at least each conference that's like good and like good enough to even be like in the voting, like top five of voting for each front court. So, um, right. when we do this, we're sticking to like to the actual rules of it. Like we're going to do five guards, seven front court men. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Perfect. Um, and I mean, I assume we both can come to an agreement on who might be a, a front court versus back court player. Um, I think oh, yeah. most of the way they're now labeled is pretty accurate with the times, but if for some reason we have need to have a discussion around that, we can too. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, what what did you say? 10 front court, 7 back court, or opposite? Neither of those were the right answer. Um, oh. five, <laughs> five guards. Seven right. and then seven like forwards slash centers. Okay, got it. Five backcourt, um, seven frontcourt. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start us off. I'm gonna let you have the first pick. Um, are you? I'm, gonna, really? I'm not gonna flip a coin here since like the second part of this podcast is me mostly gonna be talking and I don't need that. Um, I don't need that attention. I'm gonna let you pick the first pick here, and so that way I can back okay. you for whatever it is. Um, and I guess with this. I mean, my rankings just in general, how I like these players and how they perform this season. But is the goal of this to name who we think is most deserving of all star or putting together like the best team? I guess like, how did you view this going in? Just so I have a clarification. You're you're fine. And I think mine was the most deserving to be an all star. Okay, perfect. Because like, I think this should be it's the showcase of the best talent in the NBA. And that's how I kind of view it. So, like, yeah, and, like, for this specific year. So, like, there are some guys who've been hurt a lot, like Anthony Davis, who I've, like, I kind of avoided, like, picking. Um, And and I know he's, like, top three right now in voting, but, like, I I still understand why he's, like, going to be a top guy if if, if either of us pick him. Right. And, yeah, I just don't think – I think he's ineligible to be a starter, kind of, in my eyes. But, um, yeah, because I was – I was in my head like, all right, how are these teams like, should I be picking them based on how they're going to play in the all-star game? Because for example, <laughs> the guy I'm going to pick right now, Nikola Jokic, could not care less about playing in the damn all-star game. He's just going right. to probably look to make fun passes. I'd be surprised if he took more than five shots, um, <laughs> but he's going to be my pick. Ar- has an argument to be a three-time MVP in mm. three years in a row. I mean, I think he's got to be the number one pick regardless, the most deserving player to be selected. Um and I don't even think, let's see where he is. All right, he's second in front court out west behind LeBron, yeah. um, which makes sense, trailing by 1.4 million votes. But uh, that's okay. That's to be expected. But he, he's my number one. Love it. Um, I'll stick with the European guys. I'll go with Luca. Okay. Nice. I'm going to take, I'm gonna right. take, a, I'm gonna take yep, a guard here. Okay, I like it. Um, he was my number one option on the backcourt, so... Definitely most deserving leader in the league in scoring, I believe, right now. So, well, yeah, he's and he's killing it right now. And so, thank you for taking. A, I figured you're gonna take Jokic because now it just leaves me with getting a center as my last starting pick. So I thank you for that. 
Yeah. Unless you just I, get unless you get weird with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm gonna go Giannis. Um Okay. Giannis and Jokic are buddies. Giannis has been dominant all year, third in the league in scoring, mm-hmm. another great yeah. year. I'll take him. Okay. Give me damn it. Give me LeBron. Wow. That kind of surprises me. And he's and he's a forward. Yes, he is a forward. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I I know he can be a guard. He can, wow. I'm, okay. I I'm taking LeBron. The the guy. If you're so, here's my thought process on that. Say what you will. He's still one of the top five most. Rec- I mean, still what the top most recognizable face in the NBA. I mean, if you're gonna oh, say yeah, anyone sure. and, and still playing at an elite level, and if I'm thinking about the All Star game. But again, deserving like uh, that was. Our oh, question, he still deserves. Right? He still deserves to be there. It's like it, oh, it's, I agree. But do you think he needs to be a starter when they're uh, what third from bottom in the West? I'm not saying it's I'm not blaming fault. him. I'm not blaming him. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying the optics of it. You know, not necessarily great. That's fair. My my whole thought know. process. No, I get that. And my thought process is I, I'm not blaming him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for taking him. Uh, I'm going to go with Jaw. I'm going to take my first backcourt player off the board. Um, okay. kind of defied some odds here. Bain didn't start the year, started shaky. Uh, J triple J started on the bench. Jaw's been awesome. Second in the West for, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. So I'm, I'm taking jaw. Love it. I, I, he, un- unfortunately he is like just behind two of the best like players in the NBA right now. Um, and just the Western guard voting. And so it sucks. Just, he's just stuck there in third. Um, I am gonna go. We're gonna. I'm gonna take Steph Curry. All right. I sound like a basic white boy over here, just picking all these great guys who does just different names, and you're taking actual good players. Great all-star player, Steph Curry. Um, yes. <laughs> but again, a team that has struggled in the Warriors. Um, but you're right. And again, I'm not blaming him. He should be a starter. That's for sure. You're right. Um. All right, I'm going to take one of these two guys is going to come off the board from you, so I'm not going to let you get both of them. Uh, I'm going to take... Don't you dare. Kate, I'm going to take Kevin Durant. I Thank, won't you. Do it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I mean, KD, man, the turnaround, the unexpected performance of the Nets this year. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's played, played good, uh, played very well, but KD's the reason for that. Uh, Jock Vaughn, sure, everybody wants to give him credit. He's done a fine job. Mm-hmm. calming the waters but this is all kd and he pretty much has identical numbers to tatum except like 1.5 times efficiency <laughs> his efficiency right. is off the charts like taking six less shots a game but shooting 10 higher percentage points um insane doesn't he's also been super active on the defensive end of the floor this year like yeah. he had in years past with the warriors when he was basically one of their best defenders um so awesome year for him and he's got to be in my front court and then I'll take the other guy who I know you're taking, uh, yep. and I'll take my favorite player in Jason Tatum. Um, you're right about the efficiency numbers between him and KD. Uh, I think the thing I like the most about Jason Tatum and think we both have liked, especially for these past, I guess, for almost about a year now, exactly, is just how well he's been able to play make, uh, make plays for others. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just been what's huge for him and also an incredible defender on a on the Celtics team. Um, and it's kind of made a name for himself as like a – top five NBA MVP candidate. Um, it's, it seems like it's, 
him, Luka, Jokic, and Giannis are like the four names that I've heard a lot of. And of course, with Giannis being hurt right now, it kind of helps his case um, a little bit more. Um, and Durant as well. And so I, I, I love and I'm happy that Tatum is finally now like in real life, like in the Eastern Conference, like fi- uh, starter with like the how the voting's going right now. Um, so I think that's that's really cool. Okay. Uh, and then my pick, you need, a guard. You need a I guard. need the last guard. I'm going to take Evan Sells, Shea yes. Gilgis, Alexander off the board. The most deserving outside of mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. Um, I don't, was he an all-star last year? No, he's never been an all-star, right? Shoot, I should know this. If it wasn't uh, last year, then it's next. No, it's he not. wasn't. He wasn't because. Yeah. Shoot, was he? I'm looking. Go ahead, though. Do, do your thing. I'm pretty sure he wasn't, but because uh, I'm pretty sure DeJounte Murray snuck in as like the deserving guy mm-hmm. or maybe so. he was on the fringe too but SGA averaging over 30 points a game the Thunder are practically in the play-in uh I mean they've had a lot of good performances elsewhere in that team but he's been unstoppable and in the modern day NBA like he's kind of a flashback kind of what we think of a Devin Booker uh today Chris Paul the guys who just eat in the mid-range and drive to the like can finish in the paint as a guard pretty awesome so um he's been one of my favorite players to watch this year and couldn't have anybody be more deserving. It's it's the exact opposite of what we've seen from like different NBA guys. I mean, you, uh, from other NBA guards, you don't see. I mean, him and Ja are like an anomaly of like they right. don't want to. I mean, Ja will shoot threes. SGA will shoot at most like five a game, but like they do their best when they're attacking the rim, and that's what's so beautiful about their game. And I and the Thunder have been rolling recently, so I'm I'm loving how they're doing. Um, so I love that pick. And also just a reminder, we had no Eastern guards picked in the, from any of the guard spots, um, yeah. which I think, I think is right. Um, Good call out. That's our I'm starters take, though. Or I guess, and, I guess you, you have one more, which is got to be. And it's in beat. It's in beat. Yeah, and it's gotta be in um, talk about a guy who's shown up in all-star games, like has been really good in all-star games. Mm-hmm. And so I am taking, I, I was telling Evan this, I get to see him and my other least favorite player in the NBA uh, this year. Um, and I, I don't know how to feel about that, but I am excited to finally see these two other two guys play. Um, but I, I, he is an incredible talent. He's the second best center in the NBA. Um, he's the best player on a top four team in the East right now. Um, I think it's pretty hard not to put him in there, especially with just how much talent he is, whether or not we love how he gets his scoring or not. doesn't change right. the fact that he's still one of the best talents in the NBA. Totally. 33 right. points a game. And yeah. has... And has withstood injuries. I mean, they got better when Harden was out and Maxi was out. Like, mm-hmm. and Embiid was basically carrying the team again. Like, they were better performing with him just doing that, which shows you how valuable he is. Also, but also raises some questions about when that roster is fully healthy. How do all the pieces fit together? But and Embiid himself okay definitely recently. valuable. Yeah, right. Outside of like the Thunder game, we've seen him fit pretty good recently. Yeah. Um. So as the actual draft goes, I get the I get the sixth man pick though. Yes, you do. Um, and I'll take our first Eastern Conference guard, and it's got to be Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, okay. Um, I like it. I, I think he has to be the first Eastern Conference guard taken off the board. Yep, he was my top as well. Okay, so I I mean, he is granted the we've talked about it before the Cavs have need we talked about it last week when retiering the conferences. The Cavs needed a secondary score. They well, they needed a primary score, and they've made Garland a secondary guy. But like, mm-hmm. he's been incredible. I mean, we saw the over seventy point game. 
um, against the Bulls, and it was ridiculous. And so it's hard not to have him. And I get why he's top two in Eastern Conference guard voting right now. I voted for him every time I vote, and so I love what he brings to the um, the game. And I think he's the best player on this that on that Cavs team. Yep, top five in these two. Yep, he's definitely raised the ceiling for that team. Um, uh-huh. Okay, this is going to be a tough one. Um, if AD's on the board, I think I'm going to take AD. Okay, if if we're deeming him I'm eligible. I'm I'm uh, I mean, before the injury we were talking about, like he might be oh, damn near an MVP level. Like he's not going to win MVP, but his numbers are there and his dominance yeah. is there. It looked yeah. like the AD of old when they won the finals. Uh, um, I mean, 27 points per game, over 12 rebounds, blocking shots, efficient in the paint, not relying on jumpers as much. I mean, I loved what I saw from him. He's hurt right now, but I saw he's working his way back onto the practice yeah. court. So um, hopefully, you know, he'd be eligible for something like this. Um, and I think he's deserving of one of the first bench spots, probably. So I debated between him and Donovan Mitchell, mostly because I'm going to need another big man. And I'm okay. just now realizing that was a poor decision on my part not to take him. But you know what? I'll live with it. I will <laughs> deal with the repercussions that come with it. Um. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm looking now. I'm just looking at big man, and I need to stop doing that. So I'm gonna take. There's so many, and they're just like they all blend together after the top seven. They really do for me. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also you could we could delve into the hierarchy, but they're pretty similar. All right, I'm gonna say sa- I know hurt. who I'm gonna take. I'm gonna save my big man for later because I doubt you're gonna take him. Because okay. I'll say this: he's not in the top ten for either on either conference right now. Miles Turner. And, no, 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 God, no. <laughs> Talk about a guy who's coming up later in our trade portion of this podcast, but no, not him. Um, I'm going to take, God, I hate it, but I'm doing it, Jimmy Butler. Oh, wow. Okay, so that qualifies as a forward. He is a forward, and here's my reasoning why. Talk about a team that's kind of turned around their season after after sure. we shit down their throats. I mean, we, we I, I will take the fault I have never been a Heat guy for this year, and I thought this year has been kind of what I pictured. But recently, they've turned it around. That Thunder Heat game this past week when Thunder finally got on national TV for the first time, yes, they barely beat them, but even still, I like that they're over 500 now. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a a good spot. Yeah, they'll be but, around the plan. I mean, they've done nothing special. But yeah, Butler's been pretty good. It's he's just, the best player on that team. Yeah, I, I love Bam. You know I do. And Bam, I think, is... I mean, he's up to scoring a bit this year. It's right. still nothing crazy in terms of aggression, but I think he's one of the most well-rounded players in the NBA that kind of flies under the radar. But yeah, yeah. But- Butler's the heart and soul of that team. So I, and then I Butler think he's is the first seed off the board. And he is he is a forward version of SGA. He's not going to take mm-hmm. threes. He's, he's going to be an incredible defender. He's going to give you all he's got. And the other thing I love about him is that like there are nights when he really, he's – a, pa- a pass first guy, which is cool. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a guy to lead your team and he has nights like that, that's huge. So, I don't know. Yep. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go back to East, take a guard. Jalen Brown, the right hand man to Jason Tatum from the best team in the NBA right now, Mitch. He's oh, averaging over 27 points per game, 
He's been awesome. Doesn't do as much facilitating or, you know, other well-rounded things that Tatum does. But in terms of just being a pure scorer, we've already touched on how he's grown more efficient in certain areas of his game, getting to the free throw line more, knocking down those more consistently. Um, It has generally just been awesome all year and it's been key to them. I don't know how long he's going to be out here, um, but it'll be too long how they play without him. Yeah, I, I love him so much. Um, he has games where he's just unguardable, like, and it's pretty cool to watch as a Celtics fan. Like, okay, there are nights where Jason Tatum's going to throw up 35, I mean, 25. It's because Jalen Brown had 35 on the other end, on the other, mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the other spot. So, I mean, like this, t- there are nights where like most of the nights Jason Tatum's like your leading scorer, but there are still nights where Jalen Brown proves that he is a top tier scorer in this NBA, which it's crazy to see how much he has evolved since his first year when he only played like 28, 30, I mean, 28 or 30 games. Um, so I love, yeah, I, and that next year he was starting. I mean, it's just wild. But I mean, he came I, in so raw too. Like that was the thing. He was a great raw. athlete, thought he was going to be a really good defender. Um, that's kind of how he made his name for himself earlier, yeah. early in his career. High flyer. Yeah. Right. But I mean, his shooting ability now is insane. He's going to improve his handle. Um, I think it's gotten a little bit better. I mean, you, you, you better than last year, better than last year for sure. It's not like he's getting ripped like he did in that Miami heat series. Uh, now the defense probably isn't as high quality as we probably will see in the playoffs. Um, but even still, like there are less moments where I'm screaming at Jalen Brown to pass the ball. Yeah. And when it comes to deserving, I feel like best team in the NBA, you got to have two guys off the board pretty quickly. Uh, certainly off on the team. I don't know if we can probably fit a third guy from the Celtics though um even with the nuggets i think we're stretching for two i do have a case for a second player and he will be on my team um but i think it's tough so i I hate that you're gonna have him and i know who it is and you know who it is all right you go because you're not gonna take him now (laughs) no i'm i'm never gonna touch him um god damn it Um, i also just prepped so many names i had 23 names in both conferences and i totally didn't (laughs) Or at each position, I totally didn't need to prepare that many people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm just struggling to find names. All right, I'm going Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh, talk, I wanted him. Nice pick. T- talk about a guy who has... who It's him and SGA to me who are going for the most improved this year. Yeah. And I think... It's got to be him, SGA, but I mean... Either way... I, season. Right. Either way, I don't mind whoever wins it. If it's, at least it's, it has to be between those two. Um, talk about a team that we thought at the beginning of the year would be tanking, and they've and if I remember correctly, they've already passed their win or they're like super close or half past their over under for the year at twenty. I mean they're at twenty three wins right now. But talk about a team that I was not excited to watch this year, and now I'm I've paid tickets to go see them play in March. And so this is me hoping that they don't make major deals at the deadline to absolutely screw our experience there. Um, but. Talk about a guy who's leading the NBA in assists. Um, they've desperately missed him uh, whenever he's been out in games. And so I like him a lot. I want him as my point guard forever, but I will not get him because I because he's going to cost too much money. But either way, love Halliburton. Nice. I like that. Thank you. I actually had him above Brown, but I felt like Brown was slightly more deserving just because of where the Celtics are. That's fine. Um, all right, this one's going to be tough. Do you think Zion is eligible at 29 I'm making, games? I So here's the deal. 
Yes, and I and I have battled through the idea of picking him, but I also and there's also like three other guys that I know are low. I have like in low games, so I and I have two guys around that number who I'm looking at to pick. So I'm making Zion available. Okay, I'm gonna take Zion then because okay. the Pelicans have been awesome. Now they've been a team that's been able to weather weather the storm without him and play really well. They're third in the West. I mean, he's only played 29 games. Brandon Ingram's played 15 games. Uh, so shout out to CJ McCollum for he started slow to the beginning of the year, um, yeah. you know, shooting wise, but he's now up over 40% from three. He's been awesome at distributing and running the offense, but it's really just been the collection of their their youth from the bench and their role players that have been great. Mm-hmm. But when Zion's on the court, they're a different team. I mean, he's been so physically dominant. Uh scoring i think 26 points a game shooting over 60 percent um and you know he kind of knows what he is at this point it's not like he's been trying to shoot threes uh very often either which i've been loving so uh he's a dominant force and when he's healthy he's one of the best what 20 players 24 players however many on this list yeah at least uh, top 25 NBA, yeah for sure yeah. i think love it love it i'm taking paul george wow okay um Blame. he's 30 30 games 30 games this year talk about a guy who's like good he is leading this team whenever Kawhi has been through his is doing his bull crap right now and we don't even know what he's doing but um i love what he's been able to do for this uh this clippers team 20 again i am sticking in like these mid-tier teams that are just sticking around the playing game um i'm also counting him as a forward um but I mean, 23 a game with six rebounds, five assists, like some decent shooting numbers. We're not loving it, but we're, we're going to take it for how many times he's going to have to huck up shots a game. Um, and still an incredible defender. Um, mm-hmm. And so I – the reason you run that small ball lineup that they do, it's because you have a guy like Paul George. You have a guy who can – you the switchability with your star like that, that's important. And so that's why I like that team. Okay. That's a fair point. Let's see. I think I have two guards left. I feel like I kind of got to take a guard here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Kyrie as much as it mm. pains me to do it. Um, mm. I thought we were going to get I, through this draft with neither of us picking him. No, I mean, they're <laughs> they're second in the East, right? You're right. Um, You're he's right. been their second best player outside of the debacle at the beginning of the year, like he's been really consistently on the court, which is yeah. awesome. He's been playing great. Um, we'll see how he does without Durant and how the team does without Durant. That's going to be something to watch for sure. But I think he's got to be an all-star definitely at reserve. If anybody fucking puts him as a starter, I will riot, but he's got to be on, on the bench for this. Unfortunately, he's right out of the top guard in the East. So I, uh, I don't know how we're going to deal with that. Yeah, yep, that's tough. Yeah, it really is. I mean, um, the fact that James Harden's third too is kind of tough. But again, why public voting should not happen? <laughs> um, so here's another guy that I don't think we should be blaming for his performance this year. Well, let me rephrase that: his team's performance. Um, you're just Pascal's- loving to go. You're just loving to go with these guys. Like I do. You- all right, he is ahead. deserving to be an all-star because he's one of the top players in the NBA and is Pascal Siakam. All right. I I, I agree. I, I I had him on my list. 
You're not wrong. Well, you had a 20, list of 23 guys for each position. I really hope you would have him on your list. <laughs> well, I had him 11, okay? He was going to be off my board, too, if you didn't okay. pick him. All right, perfect. Well, yeah, Pascal Siakam was my pick because here's the thing. He's leading in the three major categories for that Toronto Raptors team, points, rebounds, and assists, and he has the ability to guard every position. And I think you can't uh, – that's been a team that's also had like their own injury issues throughout the year, and I think they're – they're struggling with an identity of what the hell do we do this season or if are we buyers or sellers by the end of this year and are we going to tank? And I unfortunately think it's going to be like that uh, Scotty Barnes year where they end up like just getting uh, – they're going to be like dr- falling down by the end of the year and they're going to luck their way into a top five pick. Mm-hmm. And it just has all the feel of that. So if that's the case, good for them. But as of right now, Pascal Siakam is the best player on that team. Um, And another team that's right on the cusp of the play and I know you know right, but it's just – <laughs> he's a top he was a top 15 player in the nba and he's pl- still playing incredible right now yes and i mean there's sort of been a fall from scotty barnes too so oh my fleets yeah. not looked great uh i mean he's kind of been the guy keeping him afloat too to some extent so i i like the pick so we've each taken nine players uh, uh i have taken 10 you've taken nine I, because i had the first pick of the second Wait, so you've had Mitchell Butler, Halliburton, Siakam. Am I missing somebody on the bench? Paul George. Oh, Paul George, that's right. Okay. So my 10th pick. Yes, sir. I'm not going to take a guard. I'm going to go back to the big men, and I'm going to take a guy who is very deserving, Laurie Markkinen. Oh, um, okay. I love I it. Think, I think he's got to make the roster, man. Uh this Jazz team has been an awesome story. He's up over 24 points per game. Decidedly their best player, although it's been definitely, you know, uh, winning by committee there. The way that they've been able True. to somehow generate team chemistry from the Island Misfit toys of just players that were <laughs> looped into various trades has been pretty outstanding. But yeah. he's been awesome. I mean, he was at once point a lottery pick by the Bulls, kind of left for dead. Saw him resurged a bit at, at Cleveland. Actually played really well in that playing game against yeah. the Hawks. He hit like five threes in that first half. Uh, wasn't really as involved in the second half of that game, but even toward the end of that season, he played really well. So, um, but we didn't see this coming for sure. Uh, no. So, I mean, he's got a case for most improved player. Also, I think uh, when we talked about those guys earlier, but um, I I like Laurie. I think he's deserving. Talk about a guy who we didn't see that when we were at Mizzou and Arizona came to right. town and we did not see that version of him. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you're right. He's very well deserving. Um, okay. There's a team in the Western Conference that has gotten zero love. And it's it's sad for us both to not have not picked a player oh. from this team. Aaron, my center for this bench group is DeMontis Sabonis. Interesting. Okay. I love him so much he is a keeper on my fantasy team for a reason and i don't care if he can't defend worse shit he is still an incredible offensive player he's fun on it he'd be fun to play with on an on an all-star team he does not score worth a damn but he will rebound and throw incredible outlet passes so and set incredible handoff picks so that's what i'm looking for from him um plus he can score if he needs to but talk about one of the best i mean talk about a team who has been Turn like their whole their whole franchise has been turned around since they've gotten them last mm-hmm. since the end of last year. I've loved what he and Fox have become, and don't get me wrong, I love what Fox has done, but Sabonis is like my go to from that team. 
Yeah, he's been great. Um, I mean, he's been an all-star before, so I kind of demoted him just for the fact that, you know, I think he's been good, but I don't think he's been anything better than he's been in the past, really. I think mm. they've just surrounded him with a better team, uh, mm. and the Kings are clicking, and I think Fox has taken a step up. Sabonis has always been this good. I think he's just been in routinely been in bad situations. Yeah. Uh, and his numbers have kind of been there. I mean, we've seen him be an all-star, I think, at least once. Twice. He's been in the skills challenge twice. Okay. He's been in the skills challenge quite a bit. So he's been around All-Star Weekend. Um, not to say he's not deserving this year. I just think there's a lot of guys um that, that I might have him in front of him. One of those guys is Mr. Julius Randall. Um I I I will stop you right there. Mike Carr, friend of the show, and I have talked about this. He okay. plays such ugly ass basketball. I do not want to doubt it. All right, but anyways, go on. I don't doubt it, um, and I completely agree with you. I'm not saying I watch a lot of Knicks basketball. Good, because we watched it today, and it was miserable. <laughs> but I think he's got to be an all-star reserve here. Uh, we talked mm. about, what was it, two years ago? He was in the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. received a few honorable mentions. He's playing better than he did that year, and people are kind of letting it go by because the Knicks aren't that fun new story uh and there's more around him with jalen brunson now too and the emergence or somewhat emergence reluctantly of rj barrett um and they lost today in what was a fantastic game but uh julius randall's been great it it sucks to watch i don't think he's particularly you know talented i think he kind of just does it over reps and will but the numbers are there uh and when it comes to the rest of these forwards man I, I don't know if i can choose him choose anybody else over him yeah i'm still having sabonis over him but that's okay that's um fine. all right I'll, I'll respect the pick because that was another team that didn't have any love and i get that the, the, yeah. the top a team that was in the playoffs like is for is in the playoffs right now that does not have any love yep they, all right yeah they deserve at least one player you're right you're right your last pick i think you need a guard here i do and it was between a nick player and this guy, and I ended up going with this guy, Darius Garland. Ooh, okay. Two, um, two calves for you. Two calves. Hasn't missed. I mean, talk about a guy who's been very good at taking the secondary role. Like, you you knew if you were – if you're a Cavs fan, you saw what he did last year, and you're like, oh, my God, Darius Garland's fantastic. Deserved to be an all-star. And But by the end of the year, you're like, he's not your number one guy. You should know that he's not a number one guy on a championship team. He's a great number two, though. Holy mm-hmm. crap, is he a great number two guy to have on a championship team? A C plus defender, but a very good offensive talent that I think you can get by with what you get on defense. Um, but I love what he's done with this. I mean, he was the start of the turnaround for this Cavs team, and that's what I loved. And I love that they went his way rather than the Colin Sexton direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think. Garland has proven himself the past two years to be an incredible talent. And I think he has shown that so much this year, 21 points a game, just over seven and a half assists, um, 45, 40, uh, 45, 39 and 86 from the, or his split shooting splits fairly efficient for how much you're going to have to take the shots on that Cavs team. So I, I like what he's been able to do this year for that Cavs team. Yeah. I like the pick. Thank you. My last guy, kind of shocking that he's still on the board, is Damian Lillard. Um, I think. Oh, that's top. such a great pick. He's in the 
Okay, he's seventh. Wow, seventh in the West. Um, I mean, the the Blazers have been fine. They're in the plane right now. I said there's a possibility maybe they squeak into the playoffs. They're getting healthy and they're super talented. Uh, but Dame's been their guy, eighth in the league in scoring as well. Um, I think some people were worried about the first few games this year, how he looked coming off that injury. Mm-hmm. He's kind of shrugged off all of that and played pretty much like normal. Um, and also, people forget how good of a facilitator he is. I think mm-hmm. sometimes he's kind of a reluctant facilitator, but the numbers are always there. And I think with this certain crew, with the growth of Anferine Simons, Grants come on. They have guys around him, Josh Hart, um, Nurkic, of course. You know, Dame doesn't need to do as much as he used to, which is great. And I think he is sort of able to take a step back, and he's shown that this year. So I think he's got to be on the roster. He's my last pick. Past five games, he hasn't had a game over over, uh, 30. I mean, he hasn't had a game under 30 points. Um, It's incredible. Wait, what was that? He In the past five games. He hasn't oh. had a game where he's gone under 30 points since, what is it? Yeah, so for the month of January, he's averaging 32, three and a half rebounds, and seven assists um, <laughs> on 40, 48% shooting, 32 from three. We'll let it slide. Um, and 86 from the field, three throw line. I saw a stat about him today. I should. Yeah, he's shooting Great 36, pick. Great pick. 36% from three for the season and taking almost 11 threes a game. So, I mean, the volume is still pretty much there. He's shooting fewer free throws. Um, but man, I mean, he's still he's still the clutch player we know. So I worry about my two K if if we were to put this in two K, I worry about how my team would play. Oh, we are, Mitch. We're totally going to. So that that was the other part about this. We we're texting behind closed doors, is we're gonna take these two teams, our rosters of twelve, and put them in a two K simulation, see how they add up. Maybe we'll put like a poll on Twitter, Mitch, to see. Tweet out our list, see if we can get a vote um, on who we think might win. I, of course, feel good about my team, but your starting lineup is pretty awesome, too. So, Well, it's every, both teams are great starting lineups, but I here's my thing. 2K has this thing where if Steph makes a three, he takes the next 10 shots. So <laughs> it, and I, I worry that that's going to happen. Um, and so does Jason Tatum. So I don't know. I just I got five starters who are all shot happy on 2k so we'll see how that goes we need um, to watch that game live together on i'll, I'll yes. stream it I, i'm yes, already party. streaming i'm already streaming my the simulation draft i did with the johnson brothers so don't Love worry it. whenever we get you oh i think i don't know if i told you we're getting the game blasts guys involved in that next draft too so okay nice. that'll be that'll be fun um but yeah i will we'll tweet that out we'll see what people think and who thinks we'll we'll win um until then, Aaron, are you ready? Are you ready, ready for the next? Are you ready for? Are you ready to be a GM for? Uh, for oh, 30 I'm, minutes? I'm I'm ready. Yep, I got my glass of wine. Uh, oh, I got God. my financial calculator somewhere <laughs> around here. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. Shoot me some trades. Well, we'll let's take a quick break and then we'll come okay. back with some trades. We'll come back with some trades here after this break. And we're back. Um, kind of preface this last week, even introed it this week. Aaron, it's my favorite time of the year. Um, and it's it's trade season in the NBA. Um, we're past the January fifteenth deadline where guys who are re-signed uh, this in the off season can now be traded. So fun. 
Um, or like did re air extensions. Like there are some deadline at December 15th as well. Um, there are four teams though, that I want to talk about four teams that have some playoff aspirations, some that have championship aspirations, two from each conference. And I'm going to just ask you, we're going to put you in the seat as the GM. We're going to have you sit in that seat, do your financial calculations, the calculations for the future. And we're going to see what you think about these certain trades. If I'm one of these teams calling you, okay. I will preface with this. A lot of them are three team trades and I'm not mad about that. And you're uh, going to you think always, you, you, you always love three team trades. It's just, I, it's just the classic. I, I love when I see something online and it's like, here's this five team trade that could happen. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. The fact, the, the rarity of these happening are ridiculous, but I, I think three team, tra- three team trades. Good Lord. Uh, st- still have some value, so and that's okay. And we're gonna start with a team today. We're gonna put you in the seat of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Um, this is a team that today came out saying that they were looking to get into a three-team trade. Um, that involved John Collins going to the Jazz. Now that would mean something, Aaron. That would either mean the Hawks or the Jazz players are going to the Cavs, and in this situation, they get both. Um, so. <laughs> okay. And so here we go. I'm going to I'm going to look at you. I'm going to call you from the Hawks. I'm going to call you from the Hawks. Oh god. Hey, listen. You have an expiring contract in Kevin Love. You also have a good guard off your bench that we could desperately use scoring from in Karis LeVert, who is consistently actually playing games. We also have a, a, a decaying asset that is no longer wants to be here in John Collins, and we're going to ship him off to Utah, and we're going to work this into this. I've talked to Utah. How do you feel about Bogdanovich? Like, how do you feel about B- B- Bogdan? Bogdan Bogdanovich? I don't feel great about Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think okay. he's a nice player. I think he puts out a lot of heart. Looked like he had some good performances a couple years ago in, in, the, mm. in your nice run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, totally. Um, but he's had some issues with injuries and been a bit inconsistent. And um, now I think, you know, he might fill the fill the role that Karras would leave, but I think it still leaves us missing a pivotal part of our rotation. And I think we need a bit more size and maybe even some defense. Absolutely. So this is the, and then the Utah comes into play here. This is where Utah comes okay. into play. How do you feel about Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt? I love them. Former Nuggets. Oh, both former <laughs> Nuggets. Absolutely. We're, but you're the Cav here. Come on. Get, get in the role, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that they're former, uh, different te- a different team than yours. Um, but anyway, yep. <laughs> John Collins is a guy that we can no longer pay. He's going to be a guy we can no longer pay. We will take on the last year of the Kevin Love contract. We we are going to need uh, a, some size and some, and some scoring that Kevin Love provides, and he provides rebounding. And Karis LeVert could be our bench score. This also then brings into you getting your guys because you're losing a lot. You're going to need the money to re- recoup from whatever you give up. We'll give you Malik Beasley, who has had some moments this year that looks great. Now we also understand that there will be games where he shoots 15 times a game and makes two shots. But you also get Jared Vanderbilt, a guy who's going to be a good defensive backup for you. And there will probably be a few round, a few draft picks in there. I can't figure, yeah. I couldn't figure that out. Probably some. That's okay. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't need to do draft picks. It gets too convoluted. Um, yes. 
I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, if I'm being blunt, Kevin has served our franchise well. Uh, you know, back in 2014, it was a steal to get him. Obviously, a core part of our identity, but right. Um, he has an expiring contract. Definitely lost a step. Um, but I think surrounding him with Trey Young and and Dejounte over there in Atlanta makes sense. Um, and I've loved what I've seen from uh the, those two jazz players you mentioned and Beasley and Vanderbilt. I think Vando especially um is an awesome defensive rebounding asset. So uh yeah, that that sounds good to me. So that means that we'd also be getting Bogdanovich or are you sending him to Utah? No, Bogdanovich is also coming there. Oh wow. So we get three players. And it's, you're just getting Love Kevin Love and and, and Karis Levert. So there's okay. there's my issue. There's my issues though. We need the draft picks have to go to Atlanta in some sort of way. Yeah, you need some, you need additional compensation for sure. Right, and Utah would probably have to send a pick since uh, they're getting John Collins, but they're also giving up Vanderbilt. So that's where I run. That's where I run my course there with that one. So I mean, add, from, from, any a simulation for the- from a Cleveland perspective, I think that's a pretty good deal for them. Just the fact that they're getting three dudes like. And Bogd- that kind of ensures you from Bogdanovich possibly getting hurt and being zero value. Um, and I don't know. Chuddy Osmond's been fine. Uh, I mean, one of them will replace Levert's minutes probably, but I think Beasley could probably replace Chetty Osmond. And then Vanderbilt can take Love slash Dean Wade slash Lamar Stevens minutes. So, yeah, I think that's a nice playoff rotation. I think we're still kind of missing. Cleveland would be missing that starting three. I would have loved to see something yeah. come to bear there. I don't know if Bogdanovich is quite good enough. Beasley's a nice floor spacer too, I guess. Yeah. But. And and so I have had the, like, all right, you get the call from, and then second part of this, I've done this trade 1,500 times with you. It's the same trade I've done since day oh, one of the season two of this podcast. It's Daryl Morey. Philly call on you. Okay. And I'm still but Cleveland. You're still Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> you're still Cleveland. Nice to meet you, Philly. Let's get to, let's get straight breath, brass, <laughs> brass tacks here. I need a backup big that's not named Montrez Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't doing it for me, man. Plus, a guy who can still stretch the four whenever Embiid's on the when Embiid's out there. Mm-hmm. We'll take Kevin Love. Okay. Both these trades are based on the Kevin Love contract. That's going to suck, but he still provides something for teams now. Yeah, he's an expiring contract too, so that way, whenever teams that way, you get, it's just a nice little rental for him. And but the other thing is they're going to need to, they're going to need to take care of Levert. Okay, that's fine. Who am I getting? You're going to get your wing back. You're going to get your number three, and you're going to get it Tobias Harris. Mm. Plus, we'll even throw in Montrez Harrell, so that way you can get still a backup big for your team. Hmm. You were not so excited about the Montrose Harrell part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but here's I mean, the deal. You're getting zero big man depth too. So. Right. So that would, if you're trading love, that would be what you get. You get some big man depth back. We just need another wing score. Like love. How, how about, how about you give me Niang? George Niang. Good, so then that runs, but that runs, out, but that runs out of our fours. We we lose our we lose our wing depth at that point. Hmm. Okay. Let we're me, giving me, you two wing. We're we're getting two wings at that point. We're we're giving us two wings. Trade machine here. Kevin Love, 
for Kevin Love and Karis LeVert. Yes. For Tobias Harris. And who else do you throw in? Montrez Harrell. Okay. Yes, you're taking on seven million cap. Yeah, I mean, Niang is such an attractive offer for uh, Cleveland because he actually has some offense. Like, I guess he's kind of a Chetty Osman type, but we don't really get a replacement for Levert here. I mean, technically you do in the lineup, but like, (laughs) yes, you do. I mean, you get an upgrade for Levert in and of itself of like, but what Levert should be is a bench scorer. And then the bench is just continually lacking still. Because so, they're still relying on Osman, Okoro. Right. So that's yeah. what this is with the 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 comeback of Rubio. That's mm. what I'm thinking of. Like you get you still get a bench guard that you can still throw out there with either Mitchell or Garland. Mm-hmm. The return of Rubio. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I would love Niang, but I'll I'll t- I'll take that deal. I think Tobias is enough of an upgrade for us where it's a former all-star being injected into our starting lineup is kind of in a weird place in Philly. Uh, Yeah. I, I I like Tobias. Let's do it. And he's, he's a serviceable defender. He's better than Karis Levert's giving you only have to pay his $37 million contract for one more year. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah. You you're giving up a big contract in love and you're getting another big contract. And that's what most of these trades are. You're getting up. You're going to have to give up. You're going to get a big contract to give up one. So that's, that's okay. It's just an extra year, one extra year. Yeah. It just depends on, I guess, Garland's still on a long-term deal, right? Right. And yeah. Mitchell is too. So we don't have to sign anybody within a year. So I think we're good. Okay. Okay. So we're going to exit the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to okay. leave them where they are. And I'm going to... All right. Now I got I to gotta remind myself which of these I want to go with next. Okay. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks. That is who you are. Okay. You're the Eastern Conference. You are stuck in this perpetual play-in game spot. This this spot where people were kind of confused. Why the heck you took uh, you picked up another guard, another ball handling dominant guard in Dejounte Murray when you have Trey Young. So you're gonna get a call from Minnesota. And say, listen, 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 listen. Here's the deal. I know there's an issue with Trey Young. I know there's some issues. We've also been in talks with Dallas. We uh, we got an idea for you. Okay, listening. We're gonna we're gonna take Trey Young off your hands. <laughs> oh, will you? <laughs> oh yeah, but we'll give you Cat. And Is we, Cat we'll get- tradable. Cat is tradable. Okay, uh, I'm on the trade machine right now, and it says his restriction expires June 29, 2023. And let me do it on this on this simulate on this other website that I was using for trades. I've seen okay, him be is, traded. This is ESPN trade machine. I I don't trust ESPN. I don't know, but anyways. Okay, let's let's play along. Let's 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 play along with this idea because I've heard this deal. The ideas of like Cat being traded to the Suns. Okay. We'll take. We'll, we'll give you cat. The other issue is though you're gonna have too many centers, aren't you? You know who desperately needs a center? This team in Dallas. 
who desperately needs a big man. And, and you're going to give them Clint Capella. Them, okay. him and Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday just jack shit for you right now. But they just need Fine. another wing. Do they? I think you... they have like a million wings. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um, but they're going to give you, but you're going to have them. Yeah. You're going to get Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Green back. Ooh, and Josh Green. Yes. I, I, I've liked what I've seen from Josh Green this year. <laughs> so basically, and so my thought process this, is this. If so, exiting this, this this idea for a little bit here, the Dallas Mavericks might need a like a better and uh, either give up something worse than Josh Green, probably like a Jaden Hardy than Josh Green, um, more of a project, or or they're going to need something like actually good in return, like a different uh, player on the Hawks, which is what I'm struggling to figure out here because I don't yeah, think the Hawks like, actually do this, like Hunter, like or AJ Griffin, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Probably AJ Griffin would be the one you have to give up if you're the yeah. Hawks. But even still, I think you you're losing Trey Young, but you're getting Cat in return, and that way you're also now getting. Yes, this is a monumental. This would be a massive trade in the NBA, but you would be getting a guy in return who could spread your floor, who is still a center, <laughs> but you're and you're not having this overload in the guard spot, and then you'd also get some bench wing guys that you could use. Listen, Tim, I appreciate the offer. I've I've respected what you've done in Denver. Mm. I thought it was a ballsy move what you did this offseason with Rudy Gobert. Mm. Wish you the best moving forward with that. But Troy Young, as much as people want to hate on him in the media, mm. is one of the generational talents we have at the guard position. Statistically, has been up there with any other guard in the NBA. Mm. And as much as I do like Cat's game, I don't think if he he gets us that equivalent, um, I think we're going to need more for Trey. But I respect the offer. Okay, we're not getting anything else. That's the only trade offer I had for you. Okay, um, well, that one. Um, <laughs> <Counter>. The other, <laughs> I got nothing for you. Um, yeah, two K. Um, the other Hawks trade I had was you get a call from Utah. Listen, I know John Collins is a is not a guy you guys are looking to keep. We'll take him off your hands, but we're gonna need a, at least a first round pick for him with with him. If I'm gonna give you Beasley and Vanderbilt, so you're the Hawks. We get Beasley and Vanderbilt, but they give oh. up Collins and a first round pick. Oh, they would have to give up a first round pick too. Correct. Correct. Oof, that's tough. With Collins, you're trading away the best player, and you're giving away a first round pick. That's rich, but for two, two for two bench for two bench guys. Uh, I don't know Vanderbilt. Vander, Vanderbilt would probably be your starting four at that point. He could be right, but I just I don't know if he is. But you're also getting another wing that you could use for the. It would be when was it the 2024 draft? So not this coming year, but the next year. And it's okay. it is lottery protected. Okay, so. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that trade. It's just I think I think you want more if you're Atlanta for John Collins. And a first round pick. Yeah, I don't like would Clarkson be on the table? You'd have to add so many more pieces though if you're the Hawks, like money wise, because Carson's like twenty a year. Right. Or God. Uh I don't really know if they want a Bashi. But like Kessler could be interesting. 
like as a long-term replacement to Capella, but I guess mm. you already have a Kongwu. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I guess if Clarkson's spicy. But, I mean, he has a cheaper contract than Beasley. So, I, I honestly... Really? Yeah, if you would replace Clarkson with Beasley, I would be more open to that, I feel like. Because Clarkson fair. just has a lot more on-ball creation. Mm. And if you're not going to stick to Bogdanovich past his deal, he could kind of fill in that role. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe even throw Bogdanovich in the deal and send him to uh, Utah, and you could still add Clarkson to the deal. Yeah. Maybe we could figure that out. But Okay. Yeah, I like it, though. All right. All right, so here's this is another Hawks trade, but you're not the Hawks GM. I am, and you're Phoenix. Ooh, okay. Welcome to Phoenix. Welcome to Phoenix. Listen, we get it. Aiden hates you. (laughs) Aiden's done in Phoenix, so we'll We'll, give you a center. To to be clear, he hates Monty, not me. Well, actually, he just, probably does hate me, too. I think he just hates you. <laughs> I think he just hates all of Phoenix. Um, we'll give you Capella. We'll take on... We'll, we'll give you Capella. But we also got Charlotte on the other line here. We're going to... Tr- we need to trade away John Collins. And tra- and LaMelo Ball needs another high, high flyer to throw lobs to. So we'll give them John Collins. Mm. But we're also going to take J.A. Crowder off your hands. For Please. this. He's been a we'll menace. Yes. Terry Rozier also could be headed to Phoenix. That's that would be the deal. You get you get Terry Rozier and Clint Capella for DeAndre. Uh, you're giving up DeAndre and, and Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's head to Atlanta. He's gonna be on a team that could be in the that's gonna be going for the playoffs here. We need another wing, uh, another wing who could be good on defense, who can who isn't going to ask for the ball too much, but when he gets it, he can hit shots. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a fairly fair trade. Um, I guess, all right, I need to put my Phoenix Suns cap on. Sorry. That was just a <laughs> a general assumption or analysis. You're good. Uh, DA has has been a problem the last couple of months. I'm not. I'm not doubting that, but what he's able to do offensively as opposed to what Clint's able to do isn't super comparable. Now I'm not saying our big man depth is great, but with Chris Paul declining, we don't have a similar passing threat that you do in Atlanta with Trey. So I'm Mm -hmm. a little worried about what Capella's role might be offensively. Yeah. And I get that there. My, my comparison, my counterpoint to that is the experience that they've had in Houston. They've had they've worked together in Houston. And from all reports, it wasn't Chris Paul's fault that Clint Capella got got out of that got out of there. It was James Harden. It wasn't yeah. any it was no one in our situations right now. Plus, you are getting and what what do you guys desperately need? A backup a bench score. You guys need a guy who can come in and get mm-hmm. you points and that's why we're looking to move on from Collins so that way we can try to feed into you getting guys you guys getting Rogier. Now Mm-hmm. It is a big contract. I understand that, but it is something that you guys could take on uh, here. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think let's advance these talks. This is interesting. I'm 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 in on this. I think Perfect. maybe a draft pick thrown in from Atlanta, and and we might be able to make this deal work. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. 
That was a good well, one. Thank you. My last Phoenix one. God, I can't. I don't know who to take this from the perspective of, but I'm going to do it. New York Knicks call you. Okay, and I'm still Phoenix. You're still Phoenix. Listen, what's your biggest issue on your team? Like, <laughs> we're looking at your team. We you have the. We've, you're right. You're right. Your starting lineup's great. Whenever healthy, it's fantastic. But it's not your starting lineup that's your issue. It's your bench. Mm-hmm. And we're here to help you with that. We're going to come in and help you with that. And we've got our longtime rivals, the Indiana Pacers, also. We're here to help us. You're trying to get. And we, we know if any deal is going to happen, we're going to need to. The biggest thing that needs to be moved is DeAndre Ayton. That's the biggest salary cap you can move. You're not going to move Booker. Let's be honest. And Chris Paul, no one wants. He's too old, and we're not going to want his dusty ass. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take Aiton off your hands. Aiton yeah. needs to be – we can provide Aiton with the, the opportunity to be a, a top-two guy on a playoff team. But And, and we'll take Drake Crowder's uh, contract off your hands too. Thank you. And we'll give you the depth. We'll give you the depth of Derrick Rose to be your backup point guard, as well as Cam Reddish and Jericho Sims. Both guys, who can, all three guys will be your bench guys, guys who can be serviceable in a rotation. Plus, to make it even nicer, we'll throw in a few draft picks, two first rounders and a second rounder. All you have to do, well, sorry, two second rounders, one first rounder. All you have to do is give up Aiton, Aiton and um, Crowder. But then you know how I said Indiana is involved. You're going to get your you're going to get your replacement uh, big man. Miles Turner is hating Indiana right big now. Time. Big he time. is just not looking to move. And so here's the deal: if that's the case, and we're getting Aiton, we're going to need to move our center. Mitchell Robinson's going to go to Indiana, and you, mm-hmm. and we're going to send another first round pick to them. So we're trading four picks, but you are going to get Miles Turner. Derek Rose, Cam Reddish, Jericho Sims. You're you're solidifying your big man depth, and you're also getting some future pieces and also just your bench pieces. Is Indiana cool with this? Have you already talked to them? Indiana's cool with it. Guess why? Because they're just getting a draft pick. <laughs> they're getting a they are getting a first round pick, a for for 2025. It's 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 a first round pick of ours. You're gonna get the 2023 Mavericks pick. And you'll mm-hmm. get two first rounders, uh, two second rounders, our our own, and uh, one from Detroit. What are what are the chances that we would be able to replace Derrick Rose in this deal? If the answer is if the if you're wanting Emmanuel quickly, that can be talked about. That can be. Can be. What about Quentin Grimes? Not a chance. <laughs> okay. That that is like I. This is the Knicks side of things. They are they are asking for a first round pick for they Grimes. Love him. I know they we were do. talking about this in the offseason when we, potential Donovan Mitchell trades. They were like, if Grimes is involved, it's a no go. Yeah. Um, I would settle for quickly. That was that was a little bit of a negotiation there. I was fine with quickly, but I wanted to start too high. So, um, yes, I I think quickly is a much friendlier asset from a contract perspective. If you all can do it financially, still. And take on that difference in in cap from Aiton. Um, just quickly, his upside is a bit younger. Love what Derek's done, but he's getting up there. <laughs> uh, and I, I think quickly, also the on ball 
you know, it's just his speed is something we need to off the bench. So how do you feel about weaving in quickly instead of Rose? We can make that work. Okay. Right. I'm in. Miles Turner, go. Cam Reddish, quickly. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that trade for the next two, Aiden. Aiden I do too. That, that was my fun. That was my one I liked a lot was just to get them involved in some sort of way. All right. Finally, yeah. we go to we go to Dallas. Um, and I wanted to do that one with Clint Capella coming to Dallas um, with the Hawks and the Suns one for that. But I got a different one. Still involving the Hawks. The Hawks are like involved in like eight eight of these twelve <laughs> trades, but um, and so is Phoenix. Is Phoenix is also involved in this one? Okay. Um, another three teamer. God damn it is. <laughs> Listen, and so you're Dallas. Okay. You're gonna have to give up Dorian Finney Smith, and you're also giving up Davis Bertans, which I know you're not mad about that one. <laughs> that one's fine. Yeah. You're getting John Collins, though, in return. And you're going to get Justin Holiday. You will have to give up, however, for John Collins. We're going to need a first round. We're going to need a first round pick. Are you Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Phoenix is also coming into this picture because they're getting Dorian Finney Smith. Okay. And because we're going to take Bertons? We're getting Bertons, Jay Crowder. And your first round pick and a second round pick from Phoenix. Okay. So you're going to get Collins and Justin Holiday. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Finney Smith's going, going to Phoenix. Yep. What is Phoenix giving up? Jay Crowder get... and a second oh, round. Crowder. And right. a second rounder. Wow, what an upgrade for them. Finney Smith for Jay Crowder. Probably even a first rounder, not the sec- not even just a second rounder, but they probably have to finally give up a first round pick. My thing is here is defensively, we're missing here what, what Finney Smith gives us. Um Yeah, but your defense already stinks anyways. And I, I know I know your defense isn't leaves leaves a lot to be desired out there, but what are the chances instead of Collins? You'd be willing to part ways with DeAndre Hunter? No, no. Hunter Hunter is a key to our 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 future. He's a young guy. I'd rather have him uh, on our end than Collins. What about Dejounte Murray? That, no. <laughs> Get that. All right. Now I'm done. With you. I've I've hung up the phone. All right. Um. The did I have another Mavs trade in here? I felt like I did. Oh yeah. All right. Um. Call you get a call from Houston, your 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 in state brother. Okay, I'm. I wait. Who am I? You're still Dallas. Dallas? Still. You're still Dallas. This is the last. This is the last trade. Okay. Miami is here begging, begging for a a, a bench <laughs> wing. I I've I've got the pieces. You're gonna take Eric Gordon, and Deshaun Tate. And we'll even throw in a nice little second round pick from the Heat. You're just going to have to go up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell. We'll get Dwight Powell. They'll get Tim Hardaway Jr. We'll also get Duncan Robinson, a first rounder from you, and also a first rounder from the Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting Duncan Robinson and Dwight Powell. And two first rounders, one from each team, one from the Heat and one from you. 
Okay. And I'm getting Eric Gordon. Yes. And Tate. And a second round pick. Okay. Um, You're getting your second round pick back, actually. How would you feel about parting ways with Tari Eason? Not a chance. <laughs> we'll give you Tate. Okay. What do you what do you think about Tate? Do, do, do you think he's a good replacement for Tim Hardaway Jr.? That's what Eric Long Gordon's for. that's what Eric Gordon's for. You get that's true. You're, you're getting also, you're getting is Eric Gordon going to play to the expiration of his contract? <laughs> or, is, or is he gonna be have to rolled out in a wheelchair back to Houston? <laughs> he's got two years left on his contract. He'll be fine. <laughs> Tim Hardaway's already taken up so much of your money. You got three him for three years left. It's true. And he's been hurt. Yeah. Eric Gordon at least is trying his ass off over here. We just feel bad for him because he hasn't been able to do anything with it because he's been on this team that is a bunch of young guys. Well, we have to say, I don't know how much he's going to do over here because Luca does quite a bit for us. I don't, I don't yeah. know how much ball he's going to have. Right. So there's, there's the 14 minutes of a game that Luca does not is not in the basketball game. Who, who's leading that group? Mr. Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. You're, Spencer Dinwiddie needs more help. Yeah, it's true. Tari Eason would be great with Luca. Yeah, I get that. That's not happening. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't hate this. I mean, Gordon and Hardaway are kind of a one for one. Um, I like that the uh, Miami is dumping Duncan Robinson's contract, and we just don't really need Dwight Powell. So whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, this is fine. I would do cool. this. I think cool. it doesn't help us, but it doesn't hurt us. I think you're just adding another rotation guy in Tate. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. All right. That's it. That's that's the trade. That's the trade portion of this. I had like two mm. other ones, but like like one of them is like the Raptors giving up OG and Anobi and Gary Trent Jr. Um and the Hawks would be getting like Jay Crowder and Aiton, and the, like, the Suns are getting OG, Clint Capella, and Gary Trent Jr., and all these different pieces are going to Toronto. <laughs> no, th- those are some good trades. I feel like, honestly, like the one with Cleveland and Philly, I know you're going to stay on that one, is still the one that makes the most sense. Oh my gosh. But again, is Philly just too good to blow it up like that at this point? Um, yeah. And I don't even know if it really hinders their chances. Um, but just the optics of it are tough for them at this stage. If they think, were the war when they started the season, I would say that's a that's a great trade. I think my my favorite one's the next one where DeAndre is going to the mm-hmm. next. I think that's just I think that's my favorite one. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think about what the Nuggets need too. Well, you're getting you're so I, I thought about it for our teams. You getting Jakob Pertle is like the biggest deal. If you can somehow yeah. get Jakob Pertle by giving up a draft pick, probably um, that would be like the biggest thing you could do. The Celtics, I have no idea. I don't even know if we need to make a trade. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you do either. I mean, the only, the only thing it wouldn't you can hurt maybe to get trade. another backup big too. But. Right, that's what I was thinking. If we could, if one of us get Pertle, I don't think it'd be bad. I think Pertle would want more playing time than he'd get here, but. Hold on, how many minutes did Luke Cornette play today? That was way too many. I mean, dear God, I I I have 
He did play well, though. I will say that. He did play well in the minutes he was out there. Let's see. Luke Cornett played 11 minutes. That's 11. That's 10 too many minutes. I'll give him the one minute a game, but man. One, one minute of garbage time against the Hornets, one, yeah. One minute of garbage time. He did. Here, here, here's here's the Luke Cornett stat line in 11 minutes. He went at six points, three rebounds, two fouls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Another man we saw play at Mizzou, Luke Cornett. Shoot, you're right. We did. Um but no, yeah, thank you for listening to me just ramble on about trades. I, I had oh, this whole great. I, I could have gone on for about a whole nother hour. I had like a whole like word doc like spelled out for like all these different teams, buyers, sellers, um, teams that don't need any moves. And so I thought about trying to figure out something for like the Bucks getting Clarkson. Um, mm. but that would, they don't have any trades to uh, draft picks to trade unless they just want to give up everything in their arsenal. So trying to figure that all out but yeah there you go who do you think is the biggest star that's gonna get traded honestly i don't i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we see deandre Aiden get traded yeah i think Aiden's a possibility i think levine's a possibility i don't know if levine's as big of a possibility as he was about two weeks ago i think i think the bulls have kind of like needed him since derosen's been hurt yeah I thought I remember seeing maybe I don't know if he had like a trade exception or something, and maybe that was lifted. Um, oh, uh, 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 no, uh, not a uh, no trade clause or something. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, it said Bull Bull Zach Levine is now trade eligible, but I guess that might have just been the, the expiration. You know, you know who it was? It was Kyle Kuzma lifted his trade exception. Yes, that's who it was. Who also I know the Timberwolves have been looking at trying to get him. And another team that could use him is the Bucks. He's going to be a nice piece. The Bucks would, oh my God, he'd be so good in Milwaukee. Yeah, that would hurt me in every way possible to have him go to Milwaukee. God, because I want Kyle Kuzma too, but he 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 would just basically be what he was in LA and just be a bench guy. And he, he needs to be more than that. Yeah, no, he would. Yeah, I don't think he has a role in your team. No, he doesn't. But um, oh thank you guys for listening. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for everyone listening to my stupid trades. Um, <laughs> we will be right back with a little cereal and brews right after this. We are back with a little cereal and brews. And honestly, Aaron and I were just trying to figure out what the heck to talk about. Um, but then I, I reminded him that he begged me to watch two movies. One of them, I watched a full, uh, t- the full movie. And the other one, I stopped 45 minutes in. Um <laughs> I'll save the second one, uh, but we'll talk about the first one, which is Bullet Train, uh, the Brad Pitt movie that came out last year that I ha- I wanted to see in theaters. I heard mixed reviews on it, and then Aaron loved it. And then I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it gave the vibes of like a Deadpool movie. Yeah. Just with like the colors of it all, mm-hmm. and also just like the violence that was in it, but also like, it had the comedy side to it all. Um but I really enjoyed it. Brad Pitt finally like it. I, I haven't seen Brad Pitt in an action movie in a long time. Yeah. And his character was like not serious at all, which I thought was really hilarious. Right. Like he was trying to go through like these anchor management or seeing some sort of therapist and was like at the same time as this hitman. Like I thought it was a hilarious right. <laughs> microcosm there. And his boss was Sandy Bullock. You didn't see toward the end, but was right. like voice acting the whole time. And she was great too. Um, yeah, it was funny. Like he didn't bring the gun on the yeah. train right and obviously he's <laughs> of course he's gonna need it but it's just a whole principal play and yeah it was it had a lot of great cameos too 
uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum. I just, I loved the action and it was kind of a whodunit situation too for a while. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I thought it was such a fun movie. It's, It's something you were locked into the whole time. And I didn't think the comedy was over the top. Uh, no. I thought it was like pretty spot on. The duo slightly cheesy, but like not yeah, terrible. slightly cheesy. But the duo, the Tangerine and <laughs> Lemon. Lemon, those two guys were hilarious. Just their whole presence with the uh, what was that? The Thomas the Tank Engine thing and yeah. everything was funny. <laughs> Did you so you know what Tangerine is from? So uh, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was in the movie Kick Ass. He was. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Oh. Him, I think it's Nick Cage, isn't it? Too not, yeah. Nick Cage, him, young Chloe Grace Moretz. That's a solid movie too to get get around to watching. But I liked him in that. He's also in a uh, Godzilla, the mm. one that came out like 2010 or whatever, the one before. That's like a part of this more this more recent series. But I Tim plus I do like the guy who plays Lemon, Brian Tyree uh, Tyree Henry. Um, yeah, he's hilarious. Oh my gosh, it, he is great. But it is a great cast of people. And like Michael Shannon is the white death, the guy from Love Michael Shannon. God, what am I blanking on? He's from uh Super the uh, Man of Steel. He's in Knives Out. Yes, he he's is. He's in, in Twelve Out. Strong. He's in yes. the um he's in the Shape of Water, I think. Is he really? Yeah, I'm the, pretty sure. Uh, it is, yeah, it is him. Revolutionary yeah. Road with uh who's that? That's Leo that's Leo, right? Yeah, it's Leo and Kate Winslet. He's in that too. Um yeah, he's yeah. a very underrated actor. I like him a lot. Um, I do too. But yeah, I mean, I just really like the pace of it. Like you were just, and we watched it in the movie theater, so that was another added value. I feel mm-hmm. like um, you obviously watched on Netflix, right? So yeah, I think it's- I had I had the stereo. I got the new stereo that my the uh, new sound system my brother hooked up uh, got for me for Christmas. So I had that hooked up. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah, that's because the the it's the whole pace of that movie and the. The sound effects are great. Um, I don't remember if God, it's been so long that I've seen it. I don't remember the soundtrack at all. It was solid. Yeah. Like it. But Brad Pitt was great. Like he was an absolute stud. Yeah. And that it reminded me of Mr. and Mrs. Smith with him and Andrew. Yeah. Good call. It, it had that kind of vibe to it. Like that had a little more action to it than this did, like out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like the. Um, still like the comedy that the, both those kind of movies bring too. So I, I I liked it as well. Yeah, and you ended up giving it an eight five. Uh, what did I end up? I think I gave it at the end of the day. I gave it an eight four. Yeah, eight four. Okay, because you gave it an eight nine, right or nine? No, I think Madison gave it a nine, and I gave it a high eight, like eight 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 nine. Okay. okay. Basically a nine. Yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed it. In terms yeah. of action movies I've seen recently, it's definitely up there. Oh, yeah, because you still like that's what any action movie has is a little comedy in it. Then you're doing fine. Yeah. And so, like I said, haven't seen much. I guess the Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a great comp because that's really the only other action comedy movie that Brad Pitt's been in. Right. Yeah. Like the Oceans movies aren't action there's really not much comedy in them. Um, he's in Thelma and Louise, but he's like in it for like 10 minutes and that's whatever. Yeah, I think this is like the only one that I'm, that's coming to mind where it's like actual action. 
Mr. and Mrs. Smith is quite a bit of comedy, though. It does have a quite so a bit I, of comedy. I think, I think that's a good good call. Thank you. Um, but thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, if you're not following us, follow us on Twitter at Hooper's Almanac. Uh, we'll also, we'll put out our draft, our all-star draft uh, t- uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, this week, just trying to see what you guys think. Um, and then, yeah, we'll probably do a 2K sim. So tell us who you think mm-hmm. will win. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, go Celtics. Go Nuggets. Stay in first place, both teams. Um, and one of us has to lose before the finals or else our friendship might be in, <laughs> in, in jeopardy. So oh, we'll, we, we will go from there. If if one of our teams is in the – if if both of our teams are in the final, we have to go to a game. You're totally right. We we I will pay the massive amounts of dollars and cents to go to a game. Yep. And I'm going to lobby for Denver. I listen. I agree because Boston is it'll infinitely be more expensive. Yes, yes, it'll be cheaper. <laughs> it'll be so much more expensive to go to Boston. As much as I would love to see the TD Garden in, in <laughs> for a finals, I also understand that I have a ba- I have a I have a I have a financial plan for my life, and that would not that would exceed how much I'm willing to pay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's possible we we would be able to crash in somebody's couch. I think we each know a few people there, so could save some money. Yes, sir. We will figure something out. But thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your week. And yeah, see you guys.